Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to And The Writer Is. I am your host, Ross Golan. So normally this is a podcast where I interview other songwriters and we talk about process and we talk about their life and how they became a musician, how they remain a musician. And that kind of gets into what we've been dealing with over the last couple months. The Music Modernization Act, the first major legislation brought to Congress from both artists and songwriters ever in the history of the music business. So first, before we get to the history of that, I'd like to thank NMPA, NSAI, RIAA, and SONA, along with all of you who have retweeted and reposted and called your senators because you are making a difference and we have made some progress. We don't have long, so that's why I wanted to explain how we got into this mess and how we're going to get out of it. So let's go to the very beginning. It's 1909. Piano companies sue songwriters. Why? Because we provide the piano rolls and the sheet music. And they say that we have too much power. So legislation is passed that says that a judge can decide how we get paid. They get to, for all intents and purposes, kind of guess as to what kind of royalty rate we deserve and we've earned. So let's try to envision what is 1909. 1909 is Theodore Roosevelt just finished his second term in office and William Taft becomes president. The Wright brothers had just invented the airplane a few years before. And this is 43 years before television. 43 years before television. That's how long ago this was. When you look at pictures of people in, in like the Wright brothers in 1909, those are the people who are deciding how you get paid from streaming. I shit you not, that is where we are right now. The people of 1909 decide how you get paid. So just think about that. In 1909, essentially, the piano was the mechanical. This is long before you get to, you know, vinyl. I mean, you had shellac records, but then you had v vinyl. You had all those different things, the ADATs and, 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 you know, cassette tapes and CDs and later MP3s. And then you get to streaming and they never really change how we get paid from 1909 till now. That would be like us deciding how people get paid in the year 2,127. Just think about that. It is 2018 right now. Imagine us deciding how people are going to get paid in 2,127. 
So that is the first part of the Music Modernization Act, which we will divide into three parts. One of them, of the parts, says that judges will be able to use some outside information in establishing how we get paid. Imagine if you're a dairy farmer and I walk up to you and I take your milk and I give you 9.1 cents. That's what a mechanical royalty was for CDs. We are at a fraction of that. Imagine that. If I went up to a dairy farmer and I said, that's what I'm going to pay you, and the dairy farmer would be like, hell no, you are not taking my milk for 9.1 cents. And I would say, you know what? I am going to take it because it's the law and you can't do anything about it. That is how songwriters get paid. So the Music Modernization Act, one part of it says that judges will be able to use a little bit of fair market research in deciding how we get paid. Part two, the MLC, the part that changes and really modernizes the music industry. There have been, for 91 years, uh, of uh, a handful of companies, but primarily one that has collected mechanical royalties um, those that company is called Harry Fox. We will get into that in a minute. They had collected all the way through, even streaming. They would collect the two cents on sheet music. They would collect, you know, throughout the history of, you know, the the raise in mechanical royalty rates, all the way up to nine point one cents in this streaming business. And what they would do is they were not capable of collecting using old models. You know, taking these DSPs like uh, uh, Spotify and Apple and Pandora and being able to say um, this is an accurate representation in how songwriters were getting paid. So there's become this black box fund that sits in the middle of nowhere. This, this, uh, imagine um, somebody taking one of my songs and they put in Russ Gollum instead of Ross Golan. It would never get to me if it was. Um, oh, flow right on my home. And then I wouldn't get paid for it. That money would sit in a black box fund because there's no way to accurately decide how that money should be uh, disseminated amongst the songwriters. So if there's a misspelling, if there's misinformation, that just goes, that money just goes away. It just stays in the middle of nowhere and then you know, the, the top 18 publishers, which make up the NMPA, get a portion of it, and it doesn't really accurately depict how you get paid. The MLC modernizes all of that. It creates essentially a commission of songwriters and artists and record labels and publishers who can go through some of that information and help decide how songwriters get paid in a logistical sense. So, you know, if, if we end up doing something that's more of a blockchain or we do something in order to, to accurately pay songwriters, a, a massive chunk of hundreds of millions of dollars will get paid back into the pockets of songwriters. That, that money is currently sitting in the middle of nowhere. So... Um, the next thing, the, the third uh, part of the music modernization is called the Classics Act. Now, um, this gets complicated because 
only a few countries don't pay artists for terrestrial radio. Um, that includes, I believe, Iran, North Korea, China, Russia, and the United States. Again, I shit you not, that is the law. So, yes, that needs to change. One thing that happened with digital radio, when the invention of digital radio in, in the 1990s started, and with um, you know satellite radio and whatnot, which obviously includes Sirius, uh, is that we learned from our mistakes and we said that that artists will need to get paid for their work. In 1972, a, a, a law was passed that essentially said an arbitrary date that after 1972, artists get paid. Before 1972, artists don't. So Otis Redding does Ain't No Sunshine. He doesn't get paid. The Commodores get their record deal at the end of 72, so Lionel Richie does. You know, Aerosmith does. Etta James doesn't. You know, you can go back and forth, anything before 1972, but it's not the stars. Imagine all those, you know, the bassists and the and the background singers and the engineers and all these people from pre-1972, they don't get paid. But everybody after 1972 does. So obviously something is wrong here. So part of this is the Classics Act, which appropriately pays compensation for some of our elders in the music business, and we are now starting to pay those people. Now, Sirius's argument is, well, why would we have to pay it when, uh, you know, when, when uh, terrestrial radio doesn't have to? So they're just throwing a tantrum. They're throwing a tantrum because they're getting in trouble for doing something wrong, and they feel like because other people are doing something wrong, that that means they should be able to continue to do something wrong. They've said, you know, that they've paid out all this money to people pre-1972. You know why? Because they lost a lawsuit, not because they were following the rules. They've still tried to not pay people before 1972. This is, this is out of control how they have made this about themselves and they've made it so that way they would tank the entire other parts of the Music Modernization Act just so they don't have to follow the rules. They view it as they're interpreting this 1972 law that we are trying to change in this Classics Act saying that it's a state's rights issue. So the problem was that radio stations weren't going throughout the entire world. They weren't being, nobody was broadcasting radio stations throughout the country all at once like Sirius does. So they're saying, well, we don't have to pay anybody because, you know, we're, we're, uh, um, this is a state's rights issue. But they didn't even have that. The whole modernizing the Music Modernization Act is the idea that we can say technology needs to follow certain rules and ethics and maybe morals that we have been fighting for for 109 years. 
So, yes, there are a lot of things that need to change in the music industry. There are a bunch of things that we will continue to help. We, will, we can fight for health care for songwriters, which needs to exist. We can try to change laws that deal with paying artists for terrestrial radio as well. There are a lot of things that need to change, but the Music Modernization Act has to pass right now. So let me explain how things in a practical sense pass the Senate or the House, for that matter. This bill passed the House 415 to nothing, bipartisan all the way through. Goes through the Senate Judiciary Committee, 100% goes Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. All the way through. And then about six weeks ago, we get Ted Cruz who says, you know what, I'm going to add an amendment. This amendment was um, was proposed through Blackstone, who owns both Harry Fox and CSAC. Blackstone is a $450, million, $450 billion company, almost half a trillion dollars. So what did they do? They were going to tank the entire music industry in order to save Harry Fox, that antiquated company that was collecting those mechanicals. Remember when we were talking about them? They were going to tank the whole thing because they said, well, no, Harry Fox should still be collecting these mechanical royalties from or have the right to bid for them to to collect these mechanical royalties, which they haven't done well for 15 years. So they were the ones that were going to tank it. And that's why we went after CSAC because they made CSAC... Their sister company, both owned by, you know, Harry Fox and CSAC, both owned by Blackstone, made CSAC go and talk um, and, and proposed this amendment with, with Cruz saying, no, 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 we, we, this is good for songwriters. This wasn't good for songwriters. This was good for, for their parent company, Blackstone. Well, we as a company, we went and we fought and we fought and we fought and we stood up and we, we reposted and re retweeted and we called and we canceled and we resigned and we did everything we could to show CSAC that we are not to be trampled on anymore. And you know what they did? They backed down. Blackstone backed down a company famous for not renegotiating legislation in Washington, D.C., backed down because songwriters stood together with artists for the first time in the music, in music industry's history. So then what are the other things that have been problems? Well, then comes Sirius. Liberty Media, which owns Sirius. 
their base in Colorado, a giant constituent of Senator Gardner. Our friends Ryan Tedder and the Frey call Governor Hickenlooper. They get involved with Senator Gardner. Senator Gardner doesn't want to support his constituent, but he has to. I mean, it's his, his constituent. What we did was we showed that, once again, songwriters were going to rally. We were going to put up billboards. We were going to fight to make sure that they realized that, that Senator Gardner had to speak up and stand for his constituents, not just Liberty Media, and he did. But he only did, and partly did, because of what we did with Senator Wyden. Senator Wyden also tried to add an amendment. His amendment, which they're still negotiating and will hopefully come to a conclusion soon, essentially was that he wanted to roll back years of compensation for our elderly because he comes from the mindset essentially that, uh, that free speech means free thought. And that that would mean that at some point... Um, you know, your intellectual property becomes public domain, perhaps earlier than it should be. So what would that incentivize? That would mean that after, when at the earliest you can, you should sell your catalog so you can buy something tangible that you can hand down to your kids because that what they're trying to do is roll back your compensation so your kids and your grandkids won't be able to collect the royalties on your property, your intellectual property. So what we did was we with along with Portugal the man and you know Modest Mouse and the Shins and a bunch of of Oregon uh, artists plus we put up these billboards in Portland and Salem and Wyden realized that his constituents weren't on the same page as him and he also backed up. My point is that what we are doing is we are making a difference every time we call these senators, every time we start reposting, every time we call out someone for doing something wrong. Senator Warner, as of by the time you hear this, will have co-sponsored, who is from Virginia, who was going to be the next senator that Liberty Media and Sirius was going to try to get to bid their evilness. So what's crazy is that Liberty Media and Sirius, they don't care. They don't care about you. They don't care about your songs. They don't care about your artistry. They don't care. They care about their bottom line. They don't care about our elders. They don't care about our future. They only care about their bottom line. They will go and tank this whole thing. We have until essentially October 1st because it's an election year. They don't want to bring this vote to a floor. To the floor, not, not unless it's guaranteed to go through and there's what's called unanimous consent. We first thought, okay, well, if we get 51 senators, that means this thing will pass. But we needed to figure out a way to pay for this bill. So Senator McConnell, um, the majority leader, said he's not going to bring the vote to, a fl- fl- to the floor until we figure out how we're going to pay for it. Understandable. We get it. In the meantime, we were like, let's get as many as we can get. Let's go for 60 because, you know, if, if we can get 60, that's, that's going to be going to show that we're ready to vote for it. We get to 60 and Wyden has an amendment on the floor. We have Blackstone. We have to fight off these people who have amendments because as long as there's an amendment, that means that there's going to be a debate. And what we're trying to do is get rid of all the people who have amendments so we can do something called unanimous consent. What that means is we have enough senators who say that 
they, that they vote for it. And we, as long as we don't have any senators that say we won't vote for it, not we won't vote for it, but we're going to add an amendment, they will redline the, the bill and they, they'll bring it to the floor and we figured out how to pay for it and it'll go through. But as long as there's a senator who's willing to put an amendment on the floor, even last minute, they will not vote for this thing. It is an election year. They don't want to have any any debate on the floor. And there are other things happening in the pl- on the planet and in, in D.C. that they feel like get precedence over songwriters, which, you know, we can empathize with. But the one person, the one company that is holding this back is Sirius XM. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. There's no, you know... Uh, there's no other ghost in the room. It's just them. So that's what we're trying to get done. And that's what we need to get done right now. We need to go and we need to let these senators who are remaining know that we need them to pass this. Because the more senators we get to pass this or say that they'll co-sponsor, the fewer senators Sirius can use against us. It's really us versus Sirius, and we are in the middle of the battle of the future of the music business. This is not an exaggeration. This is not some sort of thing that happens every so often. This happens when there's a Republican House, Republican Senate, and a Republican president. Because Republicans historically have believed that songwriters and artists are independent companies, and they tend to support that. Uh, intellectual property is ours, plus they believe in deregulation. So this is something that we've been waiting for in order to change the future of the music business. We need this combination in D.C. So aiming for our, you know, our senators like Warren and and uh, out of Massachusetts and, and Bernie Sanders and some of these, you know, more prominent Democrats would be big wins because they're more likely to be in the pocket of tech companies. This gets very complicated. I'm not trying to get political. This isn't about a left or right. This is about an opportunity to move songwriters. So you can reach out to your senator and say, please support the Music Modernization Act. This has to go through the Senate. It goes back to the House and then it goes to the president's desk. And it's an election year. And you know how volatile... Washington, D.C. is right now. We need to get this passed now, and we're so close. But we can't stop, and we can't get complacent. We can't expect someone else to do it. This is not my job. I don't get paid for this. This is not your job either. You don't get paid for this either. This is about our future and our children and them figuring out a way that they can take control of their future and their children in a way that we haven't for 109 years. So don't be complacent. And if you're listening to this right now, I will give you an update every week. But I promise you that if we go and we fight right now, maybe we don't need an update next week. Maybe we get all the senators that are left to support this. And our future is something that we can be proud of. And that's our legacy. That's our legacy as a music community, whether you are an artist or whether you are a writer If you work at a label, if you work at a publisher, if you work at a PRO, I don't care. This is something about your grandkids. 
all of you who are listening to this, who make a living from the music industry, have to understand that you are getting paid. You are getting paid right now to do something you love. We don't have a middle class right now because there is no way to collect money for the, the, the whatever streaming hits. Those things do not create enough revenue. This is an opportunity to actually give back. If you have power and you're a famous artist, I dare you to put your name on the line right now. I dare you to go and stand up and say, no more serious. I will not do serious shows. I will not go on serious radio. I don't care if you play my music, but this is not right. This is an opportunity. We do not have a union, but this doesn't mean we can't unionize. We do not have a union, but it doesn't mean we can't stand together and make change. This is what we are going to be about for the future. This is what we're going to do for songwriters and for artists from now on. We are going to fight for other things that we've not been able to fight for before. We are this close. So I'm going to leave you with that. I'm going to say thank you to everybody who's listening. But I'm going to thank you a lot more if after you're done listening, if you contact your senator again and say, even if they co-sponsor, say, please help bring this to the floor. Don't stop. Don't be complacent. Let's go. Until next time, this is Ross Golan. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.